This is a Federal News Network podcast. Federal employment is not only about sitting in cubicles or offices, contemplating policy, counting beans, or planning budgets. Bureau of Prison Guards are often inches away from nasty people. Agriculture workers go into factories and farms where people and animals might be sick. Sometimes such employees are eligible for hazardous duty pay. Now a lawsuit alleges numerous employees did not get that. For more, the lawyer helping it all along, Heidi Barakowitz. Ms. Barakowitz, let me say it again. Ms. Barakowitz, good to have you back. Thank you for having me. All right, so this is an AFGE lawsuit. And on behalf of agriculture and BOP employees, tell us about some of the cases, because when you really get into them, it's rough stuff. So we filed a case in conjunction with AFGE, and we're filing the case as a class action on behalf of all federal workers who are going to work and getting exposed to the coronavirus. The original complaint has five plaintiffs, um, but again, we're seeking to have the case certified as a class action on behalf of the entire federal workforce who's exposed. Three of the plaintiffs are work for the Federal Bureau of Prisons in Oakdale, Louisiana. I'm incredibly worried about the institution down there. The numbers are constantly changing. There's a large number of inmates who've tested positive, who have been hospitalized, a large number of staff. Uh, The institution was already understaffed as the Bureau of Prisons is nationwide. Uh, And this is really crippling uh, the staff down there. They're doing a tremendous job, but there are staff who are working 40 hours straight. Sure. Just one clarification question. As prison guards, is that considered law enforcement? So in normal times, they would just get normal pay based on the scales for prison guards, but not hazardous duty? Correct. The correctional officers are considered law enforcement. Everyone that works at a a prison is considered law enforcement, um, and they do not normally get hazardous duty pay. The, The hazard that we're looking for here, we believe that they are being exposed to a virulent biological Uh, the coronavirus, and that entitles them to 25% extra base pay. From my understanding, it is up to management. It's incumbent on management to determine whether someone is in hazardous duty. And should BOP officials have done this in this case? Absolutely. Uh, The statute exists, the regulations exist, entitling these employees to pay. OPM has opined that the coronavirus would qualify as a virulent biological Um, It is outrageous that these employees are not already receiving hazardous duty pay. More outrageous, um, these employees absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, are entitled to this pay. Um, They're going to work in already dangerous situations, but now they're having to deal with a coronavirus. Um, But also, we really urge, we want to call attention to the fact that the government is not providing these employees with sometimes any personal protective equipment or insufficient personal protective equipment. The government has failed to take common sense measures to protect these employees. They're still transporting inmates from one institution to another as of this week, and all they're doing is spreading the virus from one place to another. So they should be wear- the guards should be wearing hazmat suits, I guess, in effect. Yes, the employees absolutely need, uh, you know, the same type of personal protective equipment that health professionals are wearing in hospitals because they are coming into very close proximity uh, with inmates who tested positive or, ex- or are exhibiting symptoms for the coronavirus. One of the plaintiffs in the case two weeks ago escorted an inmate to a hospital. He asked his supervisor, do I need a mask? 
and was told no. This inmate was exhibiting you know, very bad symptoms that necessitated he be taken to an outside hospital. And later he was the first inmate to die within the federal system. It's outrageous that the government sent these employees in a confined space with this inmate to the hospital and gave them absolutely no protective equipment. We're speaking with Heidi Barakowicz. She's a partner at the law firm Kalajarvi, Choosy, Newman and Fitch. And you also have a Veterans Affairs employee involved here, too. Yes. One of the named plaintiffs works at a VA hospital in Portland, Oregon. He performed a procedure on a patient who had actually tested positive already for the coronavirus. Outrageously, no one at the hospital gave this employee a heads up that he was working with a patient um, who had tested positive. This employee later contracted the coronavirus and tested positive himself and took it home to his wife, his young children, and his very elderly father-in-law who lives with him. Fortunately, the whole family is recovering and doing well right now. Tell us about the agriculture employees that are also part of your class action suit. Absolutely. These employees are vital and necessary to our country right now. It is important that we have these food and safety health inspectors go into the plants where our food is being produced to make sure it's being produced, stored, and shipped safely. Uh, If we don't have them doing that, we won't get food on those grocery store shelves. Uh, The plaintiff in the case was working at an industry plant and she was exposed to at least two employees in the plant who tested positive for the coronavirus. She had absolutely no protective gear on whatsoever. And I guess the additional danger might be the stuff they're inspecting itself could have it. Chickens. What have you heard, if anything, from management? I mean, if they went ahead and granted these people the hazardous duty pay, then all would be well, I guess, correct? Nothing would delight me more than having to withdraw this complaint from federal court because it was moot and the government stepped up and did the right thing. These employees should not have to sue to get hazard duty pay that they are already entitled to. Um, We want more than anything for the government to agree right now to pay hazard duty pay to all the employees who've been exposed, these people who can't telework like the rest of us, who are continuing to go to their jobs, keep the country running, keep us safe, get store, you know, food on our shelves. The government needs to do the right thing and give them hazard pay right now. In addition, the government needs to make sure that these employees have the equipment that they need um, and are safe while they're at work as much as possible. And you are, of course, are the person who filed the class action suits with respect to the federal shutdowns in 2013 and last year. Do you have the same mechanism in place for people that think they might be do hazardous duty pay to sign up for this uh, latest class action suit? It's similar. So in the shutdown litigation under the law that we were suing under the Fair Labor Standards Act, it requires each individual employee to sign up for the case. The law that we're suing under now, Title V of the U.S. Code, that requires hazardous duty pay or environmental differential pay, Um, we're seeking to have this case certified as a class action. If we get it certified as a class, everyone will automatically be covered by the case. Um, However, we've set up an email account, COVID19HazardPay at KCNLaw.com. And we're encouraging employees who think they might be covered by the case to reach out to us. Um, not only so that uh, we can make sure that everyone, all types of employees, all agencies are covered by our case, but also we want to hear the stories about what people are dealing with so we can help call attention 
to the changes that the government really needs to make now to protect these vital employees. And to get in on this, can any agency employee join in and do they have to be an AFGE to get in? No, there's no requirement that you um, uh, are affiliated with AFGE to be part of the case. However, I cannot emphasize how vital and important AFGE's role has been in the litigation um, and representing federal workers and looking out for their safety during this crisis. There are some agencies or categories of employees, unfortunately, who are not covered by the law. For example, TSA screeners, uh, employees whose position description already takes into consideration a virulent biological exposure in the classification of their job, or Title 38 employees who work for the Department of Veterans Affairs. So we're really urging Congress to pass legislation to make sure these other categories of employees are also covered and entitled to the hazard pay. Um, The health stimulus bill included a provision to make sure that TSA employees were brought under the protections of the law. Unfortunately, that language was removed from the version that the Senate eventually passed. So we're hoping that Congress will do the right thing and make sure that the rest of these employees are also covered. Heidi Barakowitz is a partner at the law firm Kalajarvi, Choosy, Newman & Fitch. As always, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having us. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.